Welcome once again into the Soccer OG. Hey, that's me, Max Bretos. This is episode 40. As I always like to remind you, please download, share, rate, and review the Soccer OG. Helps us grow, and we are growing every day. And we're going to grow even bigger after this special podcast. We're live from Cincinnati, everybody. We're in Cincinnati. Cincinnati. I'll throw it out there once. Joining you from our Soccer OG slash El Tri Online war room. There's about five of us in here, and we are just pumping stuff out for your viewing and listening pleasure all through this wonderful, charming city of Cincinnati. As uh, you'll hear, I've never been here before, but I was born in this state, which is just ridiculous that I haven't been here. But this is uh, quite the place, and we'll get into that with two special guests in and around USA, Mexico. Tom Galerter, who's the uh, voice of FC Cincinnati and does everything production-wise for that company, was kind enough to open the doors of TQL Stadium, which will be the venue of USA and Mexico on Friday night. What an incredible place. I knew it would be special, but even then you'd see it not too far from downtown. You could A nice brisk walk can get you from a downtown bar slash hotel slash cafe to the stadium in probably 10, 10, 15 minutes, 10 minutes, 10 minutes, a brisk pace. So uh, this is an exciting time, and there's so much at stake for the city to see if it can become a regular home for the U.S. national team. And all the charm, beautiful stadium, wonderful weather, great people, that's all nice. But they have to get results, and we shall see if they do it Friday. It's a big game. We are also going to be, as I said, sharing the space here with El Tri Online. Check them out on all the social media platforms, but we have very special news starting at 4 o'clock Eastern on Thursday. Join us on our YouTube pages, mine, Max Bretos, the Soccer OG, El Tri Online. We're going to have a live stream from the pitch right across the street from TQL Stadium. Hopefully have a few special guests. Very excited to see it unfurl because the pitch, we were there earlier, it's the only bar on the street right across the stadium. So they're going to have a really interesting perspective. Thursday, Friday night, we're going to be part. We're going to get there before the uh, American Outlaws uh, special event as well. But hopefully we'll say hi to some folks. So if you're in the area coming to that event, to the pitch, come in a little earlier, say hi, and uh, maybe be part of our YouTube extravaganza. Very pumped to be here. You know, a lot of folks aren't here. ESPN's covering it, but the other big network's not really here. There's some people covering it. The Mexican side, well covered. So I'm outnumbered, but I'm going to do my very best. We're going to have some gambling information on the live stream. We know you're interested in that. We'll give you our keys to the game, our lineups, everything to get you ready for the game. Could not be more excited. And so far, we are now going to move on to the stadium. We're going to be inside TQL Stadium. We're going to get a tour, and we'll talk about it. Joining me Next will be Tom Galerter, as we mentioned, the voice of FC Cincinnati. And then Joe Rodriguez, the founder and one of the talents. We're going to have all the talents of El Tri Online, but I'll talk to Joe as well from TQL to get his thoughts on where this game stands and where it goes from here and what's it going to be like on Friday night. We'll give you some predictions as well. Some great guests coming your way, so sit tight. You're in the right place. This is the Soccer OG.
We are back here on the Socro G. Thrilled to be joining you from Cincinnati, all made possible by the voice of FC Cincinnati, who's kind enough to not only bring us to the stadium, but also bring us some cookies. Tom Galerter. Brown Bear Bakery, man. Brown Bear. If you're going to come talk. to Cincinnati, you got to have some Brown Bear in your life. I went in, I picked up multiple boxes, <laughs> got some for you guys. I took a peek. They looked delight. They looked, yeah. it was a shame to eat them. It's like oh. every chocolate chip and it's it's out of this world so if everybody goes home a few pounds heavier then i've done my job so i I need that's what i do when people come to town you gave me some dining options on the drive here but i was also gonna ask you skyline chili everyone says to try it i gotta try it right uh yeah yes yes max you have to try because you're in cincinnati but do i just go small i don't want to yeah don't go don't go in too big carbs you gotta you gotta ease your way into it you're a first timer so i would uh, go a couple conies probably um and maybe a three-way and you'll be good (laughs) Yep, there. I gotta be careful. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) the words I choose to order. (laughs) A coney, a coney. Is this? It's like a a mini hot dog with with that. uh, I knew that too. Chili and uh, a a load of cheese on top. And the spaghetti is also spaghetti has the chili on it with cheese. Uh, So I'm actually getting hungry now. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, the the three way is the chili and the cheese, um, and the spaghetti, and then you go four ways adds onion to it, and five ways it gets more complicated. Oh, a literal three way. So, yes, okay, yes. That so makes sense. You're talking about how many things are on the plate, right? There you go, <laughs> Tom. I'm, I'm, we're sitting here. We're looking yeah. at TQL Stadium, and it is it's truly a masterpiece. I always look at new stadiums. I get excited when I walk into, and the competition is so fierce now. But it is. You but you say, okay, do they cut any corners? I look. I go, no. This and the, well, actually, the one thing I noticed right away, it's twenty six thousand seats. It feels like it's thirty thirty two. Yeah, it me. does for sure. And you know, it's. Uh, I think a lot of people who've come through, and and such as yourself, who've been to a lot of facilities in major league soccer you'll see all right there's things that are very similar to bank of california right it's very familiar if you've been to allianz you'd be like, Ooh, there's some things same, that are similar yeah. to allianz same uh architect as allianz feel and it has a little bit of a red bull arena on steroids feel because of the way the roof keeps everything in yes and you can feel that you're just not in a shipping container when you're in the broadcast booth with a hole cut in the window you know to to see out but look uh red bull arena is one of those things that i think looks a lot bigger as a facility and and this one the way the roof can you know completely goes all the way around there's not a cut cut out in the corner to see downtown like maybe in in la right which that's a great aspect of that facility but i think you know from the day it opened on may 16th you open a facility and it's right there in that conversation with those other two buildings that we just talked about i haven't been to q2 down in austin yet um but certainly with those two in minneapolis or in st paul i guess and then in in la uh as the best in this league there's no question there's no question uh whatsoever we'll talk about what's coming up here on friday obviously but we some things that you also notice about this venue and you can feel it humming even though it's empty and I, I it's a very visceral feeling when I walk in and I say to myself when this is packed it's going to be something yeah. else uh it's going to be loud it's going to be it's loud it's going to be really like and that's the thing like and, and remember again it opened May 16th right so that was week four of the major league soccer season week five something like that and Ohio was still on capacity limits at that point opening up and the city was opening up so there was not a full house for opening day, which is unfortunate because you want that great picture from your first yeah. game ever. You know what I mean? Of the place packed, but there were 6,000 people here and it was so loud. And yeah. the next game, there was 12,000 people here and it was so loud. And then the next game, there's 26,000 people here. And you're like, this is what it's all about. And yeah, I mean, it's going to be what, what we will see the enthusiasm, uh, the noise, the chanting, the smoke, the, 
the beers and whatever else is thrown yeah. around in plastic bags and, and all of that is going to be something that this facility has Leave not your Ziploc seen. bags at home. Yeah, no Ziploc bags. You mentioned a lot of stadiums and the one in Austin, I, I, I've also been into it, but empty. Uh, Red Bull Arena, I always stand by. It's a, it's a glorious stadium. And, you know, Bank of California Stadium, to me, the gold standard. But they, you, we mentioned all these, but the other issue, well, not issue, the other a layer to these stadiums is having them close to a downtown area. Right. And Red Bull Arena obviously is not, if, if, unless you conclude Newark. No, uh, which we don't. We don't. All due respect to Newark. It's a fine town with an incredible history. And then you have the Austin Stadium's a little bit off the beaten path. LAFC, very proud to have it there in downtown, south downtown LA. But you, this is literally downtown. We yeah, drove two blocks, like six blocks. Yeah, maybe like. six blocks from, from where you're staying. We could have walked downtown. from staying Absolutely. where our hotel is. Less than a mile walk from where you're staying. And it's a half a mile from over the Rhine, which is the most up-and-coming neighborhood. Another little literal reference in Cincinnati. You got very literal here. The three-way yes. and... It's and over, over the, the Rhine, Rhine. yeah, which used the to be little, little Rhine, yeah, along Central Parkway was Little I so River. Much, I know so much about See? Cincinnati, thanks to you, from one car ride, Tom. <laughs> yeah, when all the Germans immigrated here, but that area has bars and restaurants, so you know where everyone's going to be. Try finding a reservation for Friday at six o'clock to have dinner with your friends. You're out of luck. I made one when I just heard the game was rumored that it might wow. be coming here. And they were saying, "Sorry, we can't do yeah, six. Yeah, I, I got that in at that time because <laughs> nobody knew there was going to be a game. Yeah, um, but insider that's, info. That's what you had to do, right? Like. All those bars and restaurants are going to be packed to the gills because you can walk half a mile. You could park over there. You can jump in your car. You can, uh, you know, leave afterwards. It's going to be a, a piece of cake, but there's going to be places to drink before game. And it's a 9-10 kick here in Cincinnati. Wow. So there's plenty you of time nice for people to have uh, some, some liquid courage coming into the building. It's a very charming neighborhood, too. It's like these old... Uh, Brickstone, yeah. is that the right expression? No. Uh, you know, townhouse, townhouse brownstone type. Brownstone situation. is what I was thinking yeah. of. And uh, it's fantastic to see that. And I, I, the drive felt you have some historical monuments around the stadium too. And where, where are the other, there's obviously the, the Bengals stadium and you have the red stadium. Yeah, the Bengals far. and reds are downtown about a mile away. So those are right on the river. This right? is a proper sports town, man. Yeah, no doubt about it. And and look, the Bengals are a little better, although they lost my Browns uh, last, last Sunday. Uh, but you know, that they're improving and the reds are, are improving. And yeah, should, should we do some Bengals talk really quick? Awesome. I mean, uh, I, uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm a Browns guy. So, uh, you know, we're, I, I told you about my know, my Ohio had... affiliations, and I've never been to Cincinnati, and I used to support the Bengals because from afar, uh, I enjoyed the helmets. That's a very, very shallow thing to say about. No, but, uh, I mean, hey, that's sometimes how these allegiances begun, <laughs> right? Like, but that because the Ohio you're living in Australia trying to figure out who your favorite <laughs> football team was going to be, you like the helmets. Uh, there's nothing wrong with that, but I'm glad we finally got you here. Oh I mean, man, what are we and I'll be for? back. How, I'll how be we back. An assignment here, but it's great. The bridge. I mean, uh, the air, the airport's in, I'm, in I'm Kentucky. Asking, yeah, yeah. I, I'm asking very shallow, rudimentary questions here. That little bridge was. I just everything just got the charm to it, and you come into the city, and it feels like a your little castle because it's surrounded by the moat yeah it would be course. the ohio the ohio river the ohio river yeah okay. yeah no and that's you're right there is a little bit of that uh, moat like <laughs> feeling to it and the great bridges across depending on which one you come across with the, the the drive up from the airport and you guys got in pretty late so you probably didn't see it as well as you no. would on a sunny day but you kind of make the turn and you can see the whole skyline i got a 7 a.m flight on the way back so, so i might get a great look that way yeah, a little bit. On, on the way out but it's uh it's pretty cool that you come around you see the whole city and Look, I've lived here for 15 years, and the way that this city has grown 
and the things that there are to do now that there weren't 15 years ago is remarkable, including this stadium and everything going on around this stadium. And everyone raves about it. And, and the one thing I, uh, and many things I noticed, but it's done in very good taste. You could sit that it's very classy. There's not overwhelming mall images or, you know, big mom-and-pop shops on yeah. that little strip there that was, that you want to go and, 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 and places you could walk around, easy yeah. to walk around. Let's talk about the game. Yeah, this, there's, a, there's a game. This there week. is a game. Oh, okay. But this is more than a game because this could be a massive opportunity, if I'm right, for Cincinnati, uh, the United States men's national team looking for places they can call home. If, you, right. if you're not familiar with soccer so much, when you play Mexico or Costa Rica, there's certain cities you can't play in because you're going to relinquish the home Correct. field advantage. Yeah, you're so, not playing in Miami. They're not coming they're to LA. LA. They're no not chance. coming. No not chance. Going to Austin. They're not going to the Red Bull Arena to take, play Costa Rica anymore either. Uh -huh. So they're crossing off the list. They want true home field advantages. Columbus, Ohio has certainly been there. I would love to see them build one in the mountain time zone, but I don't know if they do it, whether it's Denver or, or in, in Salt Lake. But Cincinnati has an opportunity with this mm -hmm. incredible stadium to yeah. make this not an isolated incident. Yeah, no, I mean, look, this was a highly sought-after ticket, uh, which shouldn't surprise anybody. It's USA-Mexico, right? It's it's the Super Bowl of, of soccer and the United yeah. States right now. That's that's the reality. I mean, look, they're they're hanging lights for a Super Bowl like light show on Friday night, right? The lights will go out completely, and everybody will, uh, you know, there'll be this remarkable light show with with everything going on in the bowl. So this is the Super Bowl. There was there was a hundred thousand tickets requested for twenty six thousand seats, wow. you know. So it's going to be an unbelievable night. And there's a little bit of, you know, a rivalry already between Cincinnati and Columbus, obviously Columbus. Uh, and they just a, got a new stadium. OG. Yeah. Well, so. Second nicest soccer stadium in, in Ohio, <laughs> soccer specific stadium. I'm and, just glad we have two soccer and, stadiums yeah, in Ohio too, right? Because you and I both been to the old place yes. up there and it was, uh, you know, it, it was what it was. It served a purpose when it was built and it was outdated certainly by its last five or six or 10 years. But they have a look, their new place is beautiful too. It's it's completely different feel and it's a little bit smaller than this. So as US soccer was looking where they're gonna host games and you have your most premium ticket of the year, you're gonna put it where you have more seats and you can have more people and a more pro US crowd. Now, of course, they've had great success, has US soccer. That's what in it comes, Columbus. That's right? what it comes down to for Cincinnati, probably at the You've end. You've got to win and it's gotta be at least <laughs> dos acero, right? Like it have, has to be trace acero because yes. it is one better or something. <laughs> and if that's the case, it's one louder. They will be back. But look. The U.S. women played here in September, and of course, Rose Lavelle's from Cincinnati, and they had 22,000 people here for a game against Paraguay, and it was an awesome atmosphere, yeah. and there's no question the U.S. women are going to come back here on a regular basis, period, but also while Rose Lavelle is part of the team, which she has a very long future ahead of her with the U.S. women's national team, so as that that's a nice Rose, That's a nice ace up the sleeve, yeah. but I don't think you need it, really. because No, this... because you have the stadium and you have the fans. Were 22,000 here because of Rose? Partially, yes, but maybe it would have been 20 or 19, yeah. which still would have been a fantastic crowd for a meaningless friendly in September for the U.S. women. So now you have the U.S. men coming, and there's going to be, I'm sure, more than 26,000 people <laughs> that's yeah. listed capacity in the building, and it's going to be outrageous. And assuming the Stars and Stripes win, they certainly will be back. I was going to say that it that's what it comes down to. You could have the great restaurants. You could have the, the easy commute. You could have the charming architecture. And it's all over the city. Uh, that's another thing that really, and I don't want to say surprised me. It's just I didn't know what to expect because I've always heard these great things about Cincinnati. But it comes down to getting that result. And it's a, but it's a competitive it's a competitive workplace for these stadiums. It didn't yeah. used to be. Uh, Cincinnati has an advantage for this fixture in particular. I guess there's some other games that they could consider. I would play Costa well, they were Rica. In the, they, the, you know, the Costa Rica game that ended up in Columbus last month. Yes. Like 
could have been here. Cincinnati could have been here. They put in for certain dates, right? When they knew it would fit in the operational schedule of the building. And in the end, U.S. Soccer picked Columbus for that game and Cincinnati for this game. And that's okay, right? Double, think, double Ohio, a double yeah. blast of Ohio. But they know what they get here. Yes. And they know the support. I've been to Columbus for U.S. and Mexico. So I've seen the U.S. win Dos Acero there. Yep. Like, and it was remarkable, right? And I've been there for other U.S. men's national games. And it was a good atmosphere for those as well. You said Tres Acero, but if they get a Dos Acero, there's so much need for nostalgia. I think you'll be good and they'll be back. Yeah, I, th- I mean, I think they're going to be back no matter <laughs> what. And, and, and who knows where this game lands. And look, it's, it's interesting because in four years, this game isn't as meaningful. Yeah. So you're not going to have this. This game. is the World Cup. Yeah, we should say right. the World Cup importance of World Cup qualifiers is going to diminish because a the expansion of the World Cup and they're and hosting you're both it. In, right, you're both hosting it next. So time. they're going to be automatic qualifiers. So will they play somewhere in that rotation? Sure, but it's not going to be like it is Friday night or like it's going to be down in Mexico City when yeah. they play in March. So and and look by then both teams may qualify because they're playing so late in the rotation that both teams could be in at that juncture. But for the U.S., they have to win. You but, get a win, and and then you go to Jamaica and you win in this, and suddenly you have six more points. You're you're sitting really pretty, looking ahead to the next. How game. many how many points do you think they get in these two games? Uh, I think I'm, they'll get six. Really? Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm all in. <laughs> I'm all in. Look, I was talking to some people. Stars we're, stripes we, are all up all over here. I'm, we were working. all I'm seeing is red, white, and blue at this point. <laughs> we were saying, is two okay? And I go, not really. No, it's not. You have to get four. You have, you have to, to get, get four. four. Or th- what about if you win and lose one? I mean, that's going to leave people upset if you lose one of these two. Yeah, if you lose one, it's going to leave people upset. Either way, because yeah. if you beat Mexico, you and can. Then, there's no scenario you can go to Jamaica and lose. No. And if you lose in Mexico, everyone's going to be really upset. See, I think that's a tough one for. Uh, that's a tough spot to go to Jamaica, even though there's. I don't. They're not going to be fans. I don't. I think there's. I'll limited, double capacity, check. limited. I think is what it is. Uh, Mexico's not going to have fans of some of their games coming up, so that's something to keep in mind as well. But it's going to be tough because Jamaica has uh, those uh, Michael Antonio, the uh, the Bailey I, uh, that haven't played before that could get in there. So it's going to be There's tough. a lot of question marks, right? <gasps> it is, uh, who knows? And, and look, it's going to be coldish here. Probably not as cold as U.S. Soccer <laughs> no. hope when they booked a November 12th game in Cincinnati. I think it's going to be in the 40s. There may be some rain. Like, and, and I've talked to different people and said, like, how much did you think that affect? Like, you know, Mexico is obviously does not train in 40 degrees in rain, right? Like that ever. But they've yeah. been in the region. They're training in the region right now, but it's 60 degrees out today. So they're not getting a taste of it. The temperature is going to drop tomorrow quite a bit yeah and then by friday you know be be a bit uh colder so does that affect them i don't know but historically they're not playing anywhere warm that's for sure <laughs> not, not only is it closer to uh you know the mexican fan base if you head south but yeah, it, you they're get not a little chilly play. yeah you want a little cold i'll leave you with this because okay. cincinnati was not i mean in, in some small circles it was a soccer town and this happened very quickly the arrival of fc cincinnati mm-hmm. the building of the stadium the arrival of u.s men's national team facing mexico yeah everything you got to pinch yourself so seeing that over that few years how have you seen the the sophistication of, uh, of the cincinnati soccer audience where has it started where has it gone where do yeah, you see it going it's a sleeping giant really yeah. people you know, are into think, it though they're- yeah they're into it 100 percent. you see the marches over the years you saw in 2017 the open cup run yeah right and and how that blew up and sure like, i forgot look, about that that was know, a, like they had they, thirty thousand people to beat columbus i was at espn and they, they kicked it up to like espn one yeah. and it was the lead into scott van pelt show and i whoa yeah, they beat, they really they beat the Chicago Fire right. on penalties. And it went, you know, extra time and everything else. So it, it probably spilled into some of Sports Center. Yeah. And, and cut probably off, upset right? them a little bit. Yeah, but you know, but but look, but there was a lot of eyeballs on it because it was a great game. 
And it was this underdog story. And that's been a story of the club all along is that Cincinnati and FC Cincinnati have been the underdog in all of this. They were the underdog in expansion. Yeah. They were the, un- but, but it like that spark just ignited this fan base that just needed something to grasp onto. And they're going to be here. There's going to be people. I think I saw something that somebody, that there was a ticket sold to one person in every single state. In all 50 states, somebody bought us. So there's people coming from all over. Look, you're from California. There's there's people coming from all over the world. There's uh, Joe Rodriguez, yeah. we're going to talk. He came in from Connecticut. Right. So, so people have come from all over the United States, all over North America. And this is the game they want to see. I have people coming in from Florida, from Columbus, from, from, from you name it, to see this game. So it's going to be uh, – it's a great night for Cincinnati to, to showcase um, what has been built here. And I'm just excited to see what happens and, and, and hope that when, when we walk out of here on at about 11, 1130, that everybody at red, white, and, yeah, everyone, 12. Is, yeah, nine, 10 <laughs> kicks. So we're probably looking at about 1130 by the time we're, we're walking in the car and look, I hope everybody in red, white, and blue is smiling and happy and all those good things. Fantastic. Tom Galeriter. I would have said that I got the name. Yeah, you Galeriter. got it. Nailed I got it. it now. You know, that's why everybody oh, else hey. goes by Tommy G, you know, Tommy everyone just Tommy G. Yeah. I would say he's the voice of FC Cincinnati, but he's really Mr. Cincinnati soccer at this point. He's trying to be your tour guide, man. Just trying to Woo, get you some good it. food. You got some cookies you're going to be eating here when you're done. Um, no, life is good. Knocked it out of the park. I actually reached out to Tom before I arrived, and he had everything mapped out. So I'm eternally grateful to you and your generosity, and it will, I will pay it forward when we get you back to LA. I can't, I can't wait to get back to LA. Good man. We'll continue here with the Soccer OG. We'll talk to the guys at El Tri Online about USA Mexico. We're in Cincy. Welcome back to the Soccer OG. Uh, my pleasure to welcome my partner in crime. We were in Denver. We're doing this again in Cincinnati, covering the USA Mexico. Joe Rodriguez of L3 Online. I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you. And together we are strong. Absolutely, man. Thank you very much for having me, Max. Hey, and by the way, hopefully maybe in Mexico City soon. Mexico City in March. I was talking to, to Tom earlier, and but he made a good point. Both teams could be qualified by then. I'm like, it doesn't matter. It's no. still, we were very lucky to get three USA-Mexico games. Before I go any further, just a reminder, we are having a mega live stream it's going to be 4 o'clock Eastern time. It could be subject to change at 4 o'clock Eastern time. Join us on our YouTube pages, Max Pretos, the Soccer OG, El Tri Online. We're going to be there, hopefully some special guests at the pitch, which is right across from TQL Stadium, which is where we are now. It's what, amazing, right? Yeah. Like, that location is like top what, class. Yeah, what did you think of what we've seen in Cincinnati thus far? Dude, it's uh, it's been great. I've never been here. I've actually only been to the airport once. But, uh, <laughs> Me too. It looks like, it looks like Cincinnati's a great town. I mean, I w- I'm, I'm hoping that we get a chance to explore a little bit. Uh, although You I said that with a little glimmer in your eye that was no, kind of well, scary. Here, here's why, though. A little exploration. There's, the, um, there's a, a hippo, Fiona, at the yes. Cincinnati Zoo. Very famous, very popular, right? And that's actually one of the things that I would like to see, believe it or not. Fiona the Hippo. What time's the zoo open? I saw uh, that too. If we get I, an early start. Hey, we can check it out. Yeah. I, I want to take a little selfie with Fiona, you know? That'd be kind of <laughs> you're, fun. You're embarrassing. <laughs> uh, well, we'll add it to the list. There's a lot well, of- The stadium is, cla- is class. Yeah, but it's a really, the city too, it's got this charm. It's very, it's small, but it's a city and there's things to do here. If you can walk around, it's very clean, so- if you love sports, all the stadiums are downtown. It's a short ride. Or, man, if you could get one of those scooters or what have you, but it's pretty cool. Um, and obviously, I was talking to Tom. 
they would love USA games to come back here, but it depends on the results because they know USA gets results in Columbus and they have a new stadium, but they would want to get one here. And as for that result, I don't know. That's tough. This is a really tough one to call. This is a real chess match, you've asked me, because the lineups more than ever, I think, will tell us uh, how this game goes. I think so. But, Max, really quick, I wanted to point out that, yes, Columbus was getting results until four years ago. Oh. So yeah. let's not forget about that, right? Wow. You didn't bring that up. I'm just saying. That was a different – that was an outlier. That was a <laughs> USA, I hope. But that's what makes it so riveting. USA's beaten Mexico twice. I go, I don't know what to expect here. I'd be happy with the point. I know I said that in the past. I would. This game is what matters most, in my opinion, because you get this only every four years, right? It's the World Cup, the Gold Cup finals and all that stuff. You get them every two years. Um, obviously, Nations League, different tournament. Right. No, it's real, man. Nothing gets edited here. <laughs> oh, my God. I was like <clears throat> having this great point, and then like my throat was just like, no, you're not going to yes, say I'd that. I'd give you a lozenge, but I, I don't have. What I was going to say, though, is that um, to finalize my point about it's the World Cup qualifier. It's, it's like the second biggest thing after the World Cup, right? Like if you really stop and think about it, somebody was actually saying this, Max. No, don't mean to, again, go on a different tangent, but that uh, they were saying that until Mexico beats the U.S. in the World Cup, that the Dos Acero is going to live forever. Yeah. Well, because it was, yeah, 2002. Dude, no, no, but they continue with the Dos Acero in Columbus. That bothers you, huh? I'm just telling what you. What do you mean? Dos Acero. Just, yeah, you're lucky you don't get punched, dude. You're my <laughs> I'm just, friend. I'm, not, you're my I'm just trying to punch. make sure it's the right check. I don't care. Look, I'm not all for that stuff. I'd rather that than I believe that we will win coming up. <laughs> if I hear that, my head drops. I go, Who yeah. started that one, by the way? It was good when it started. I already remember it's, it's Sporting changing. Kansas City, I think, is when I first heard it when they did it, which was cool at the time. But they were going, I believe that we will win when we were playing Ghana. <laughs> no, like freaking El Salvador. I'm like, no, of course we're going to win this. We're at home. Uh, anyway, the lineups, dude, right? I mean, the lineups are just critical for both teams. I think that Tata Martino right now is probably thinking, well, like, I'm happy to have Jimenez back, which, by the way, and he's playing well. Yes, getting back into that form. I, I, I thought that his career was like pretty much, you know, over when he suffered that horrendous injury. And he starts ahead of Rogelio Funes Mori, you think? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. No questions. No okay. questions. No questions. If you have a healthy uh, and able Raul Jimenez, you star him over anybody. Yeah. I don't know if he's 100%. I saw him at one game with Wolves. He looked great. Then I played the next one. He was okay. But he looked – the one thing in both games, it, he didn't look like the injury was bothering him. Like, he's wearing a headgear. Right. He has to probably for the rest of his career. Yeah, like Peter Check, right? Yeah, <laughs> and it's like, but how confident is he going to these areas that are, you know, where you're going to get hit? Yeah. Uh, and it looked like he went in those areas. Yeah. It's a great sign for Mexico, bad news for U.S. Yeah, because uh, to your point, right, it's very psychological when yeah. any athlete goes for an injury like that. It kind of like, it's a transformational experience for them. But I think that, you know, Me Mexico is very fortunate that they have Jimenez. Um, I think the one difference maker, in my opinion, could be El Chucky Lozano. I mean, Lozano is just an exceptional player. And Lozano and Tecatito start? I, I believe Pineda so. Pineda is another option? No, no, no. I think that the Tecatito, it's going to be the, they call it El Tridente, right? The Trident. Yes, the, you El know. Tridente del Tri. But uh, I think that the most, uh, the, the the ones that probably are, are uh, you know, the toughest to, for the, they're going to be the toughest for the U.S. is uh, not Tecatito, but uh, Chucky and and Raul Jimenez Corona has his moments but that's the thing I think there's a lot of inconsistency with him yeah that's just my my perspective on Tecatito I like him but when he's on fire watch out 
Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if he's not in the starting 11. I would tend to think he is. Uh, it's just like, I think both these managers really have to think or have to assume what the other manager is going to do with their players. Who's going to play because it should determine how they form their lineup. I mean, it, I know it's all like, it's like a counterattack. It's all very reactionary here, but you have to put your best 11. But Mexico has to know that they have to have a team that will be able to compete with, with pace and athleticism. That's a good point because here's the other thing to consider. I'm actually far more concerned about Mexico's defense, right? So uh, no Araujo because of the red card. Uh, Montes, so some, you know. And he would have been the d- direct yes, replacement. And, and I'm not, I'm not like fully confident on, on Araujo, but he's got the most experience, you know, but, strong. But with this squad, Araujo's suspended. And he's on the squad, he, but he'll, they'll probably play him against Canada. He's not there. Is the best replacement Montes or was the best replacement? He would have been the he best replacement. Okay. Yeah. And Montes so they're going to their able. third center back option. That's, that's my point. And again, with like the speed, like I think that defenders in Mexico always have problems with any opponent's speed. And obviously their aerial game, right? Like their aerial defense is not that great. So that's why having like a big guy like Araujo not be there is going to create chaos and uncomfortability for, for the Mexican national team. We're talking about really good attacking options. We're talking about injuries uh, and some age in the defensive positions. Do you think this is going to be a high-scoring game? I mean, when we say it will be, it ends up being one settle. Well, I know that if you're uh, a betting man and you want to put like some yeah. money on that, like that's that's I'm exciting. I don't like, think so, though. I don't think so either. But I mean, there's going to be opportunities. The U.S. are going to go for it, and that Mexico's not going to sit back. So, kind of like the highest, nation. What's the highest scoring game that you remember between these two, by the way? Uh, unfortunately, the one that comes to mind was when it was New a gold, gold Cup final. It was New like York, five zero. Five zero, yeah. That but then they York. had five goals in the Nations League, so I'm sure there's been more than five. Yeah, I, I can't remember. I was thinking about that, and I wait. Wasn't the Rose Bowl? Wasn't that four? Four two. Four two. So that's, that's six, it. Yeah, that's it. That, I don't. I don't. I don't remember like seeing any. That was wide open that game. Yeah. But uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go with three goals. But I think there's a potential for more, and it depends who gets those. Because <laughs> <laughs> Ricardo Pepe's a big story, but he's the lone striker at the Pulisic situation. Does he play? If Pulisic doesn't play, it's going to be Paul Ariola. I know people are going to get bent out of shape. It's going to be Paul Ariola and probably Brendan Aronson outside of Pepe. Right. I I think there's a lot of hype surrounding Pepe, and uh, I want the U.S. fans to kind of like slow their horses down because then you're just adding even more pressure on the kid, man. Yeah. You know, he I can mean, take it, but you're right. You don't want to put more on there. But it seems like he's like bring it on. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Pulisic was also 18, right? Like when he started, yeah, like you know, 18, 19. The hype. So, and he's handled it very, fairly well. Um, it, it's going to be exciting, man, because like you have like these two like young little studs, right? Like for the U.S. men's national team, and I think that you know there's reason why the fans should be very um, uh, excited about the future, man. But yeah. I don't know, like where, where do you see the biggest holes with the U.S.? The biggest holes um, is also central defense. Who do you play with Miles Robinson? I think it's going to be Walker Zimmerman, but it's not a hole. It's just like an option. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you got to replace Serginio Dest. There's some good options there. I'd love to see Joe Scally get it. And then, I mean, the midfield third. I mean, it, it's been Adams, McKinney, and Musa. I go, maybe, maybe it's not really a, a hole in anywhere, but it's maybe you try something different. Uh, and Gianluca Busio comes to mind. But uh, it's uh, there are some important lineup decisions at least three or four i think there's like six guys seven guys that you can probably lock in yeah and there's four that could be either this or that so i i think it's going to be just a, ch- a chess match between uh buckholder and uh and tata martino the pitch looks exceptional man yes it looks fantastic and, and i don't think the weather is going to be as impediment 
you know, it's not going to be like 18 degree weather. I think if it's, it might it's, rain a little bit Thursday and then, but it's great. It's great weather for soccer, man. Yeah. Like if it's in the forties, right. And you got a little bit of rain, it's not bad. I mean, I think that's great for, for the soccer match. So I don't think that's going to play too much of a role. Um, and it's just an amazing game in the making, yeah. dude. It's fantastic. And I, I hope you enjoy it here on the soccer OGs. We see it from the U S side, the Mexico side, because there's two sides to every story. Never more. This the most compelling story in our soccer universe right now joe rodriguez check out el tri online on all platforms great stuff great interviews articles breaking news it's all there for you i'll be back here on the soccer ogs we'll put a bow on our special from cincinnati We are back here and time now for stoppage time on Soccer OG. Just a couple more minutes. This was a nice, sweet, compact podcast. Lots of information in a smaller box. I hope you enjoyed our time at TQL Stadium. It didn't sound like we're in the stadium, but we were there looking out at all of its splendor. The It feels like a Bundesliga stadium. And that roof, man, it's going to be insane. And we hope FC Cincinnati certainly turns the corner and becomes a big, uh, a big deal. It's already a big deal in Cincinnati, but success because it's going to be pressure. The players have to be feeling it because you know you have to perform when you, you you get to call that place home. It was really quite impressive, and it is a it's a feeding frenzy now to get big fixtures in the United States. You have that new stadium in Austin. You have the Cincinnati Stadium. You have the Columbus Stadium. You'll have a stadium in Charlotte. You'll have a stadium in Nashville being built. You'll have the these old guard stadiums that still are very serviceable. My goodness, Bank of California Stadium it was the, the hot new property, and now it's it's like uh, old Cousin Ronnie all of a sudden. I don't have a Cousin Ronnie. That's just the first name that came to mind. But it's, uh, it's incredible to see where the sport has come with all these options. Um, where it's next? With St. Louis? It's going to keep on coming. Maybe we'll get a stadium in Boston for New England. I think that should be coming. Another stadium in New York or a stadium in New York for New York City FC. The pressure's on to get it going. So uh, we have the uh, qualifiers coming back. USA plays Mexico. And then they will take on Jamaica. Um, The United States with 11 points. Three off of Mexico. Canada hot on their heels. And right now, it's a pretty safe situation for the U.S. With uh, They are one point ahead of Canada. They are three points ahead of Panama. Panama's in fourth. And the fourth place would at least go to a qualifier for the World Cup. So there's still life. You just don't want to finish fifth. You, you really want to finish third or higher. Costa Rica, Jamaica, El Salvador, and Honduras. The game in Jamaica is not going to be easy for the U.S., This first fixture of games, all of them are on Friday. Canada, Costa Rica, El Salvador, Jamaica, USA, Mexico. And I I truly, Honduras, Panama. I think Jamaica makes a move. And maybe at the expense of the U.S. So then the next run of games are on Tuesday. Jamaica, USA, Panama, El Salvador, Costa Rica, Honduras. And a game that is not as compelling but close to USA, Mexico, Canada, Mexico. And Canada's situation can improve greatly. I think they're ready to really take hold of all the hard work that they have done. 
But we, we, we will find out here in a week's time where everyone stands. And then in a week's time, everyone would have played eight games out of 14. So you're, there you go. Do the math. You're past the halfway point. Didn't want to talk about Ricardo Pepe and just the huge responsibility for this young man for the U.S. And he addressed the media talking about his his relationship with U.S. soccer, how they were there at an early time and how important it was for him to play for the U.S. and how important it was for his family. He lives in El Paso. He's from El Paso. He lives in Dallas now playing for that club. He grew up in El Paso, which as we, we you heard with Jenny Chu in a previous Soccer OG podcast right across from the Mexican border from Ciudad Juarez. So there's a day-to-day about a Mexican life, and he's lived it. And you look at Ricardo Pepe, and what an opportunity to expose kids like that who are just wonderful. And he, he addressed the media in English and Spanish. I mean, this is the poster boy. It should be the poster boy for our country. I mean, no matter where you live. And look, we're in Cincinnati. There's not going to be a very... Uh, Latino fan base uh, or a diverse fan base in the audience. And that's fine. But we are a diverse country and we have uh, a diverse national team. And we should embrace all of that. And we should be shoulder to shoulder if you're uh, a kid from Cincinnati, um, from German descent, right next to a kid with from Mexican descent, right next to an African-American kid. Uh, we should all have a spot and feel comfortable and want to say we're going to go to war alongside each other. And it's got to it's got to feel like it's getting bigger. And the the good point for US soccer is it gets better if you have these players. And you have a pathway and you have guys that are happy like Ricardo Pepe. Um I can't wait to 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 be a part of this incredible ride that he goes on. Because uh, it, it could be a, a seismic shift, uh, a trailblazing run for the, this young player to be an example for others. And uh, it's, again, it's a big job, uh, but we're going to learn more about what we are as Americans. And a kid from El Paso has got the same track as a kid from Cincinnati or Boston or Portland or Santa Ana. It brings it all together. So... <sighs> We'll see what he does, but you can only imagine at TQL Stadium if this young dual national from El Paso scores a goal against Mexico, the land of his fathers, what it would be like. And I think he has a really good shot. And we're going to talk about some of the gambling as we did with Joe Rodriguez. Check it out on our live stream Thursday at 4 o'clock Eastern time from the pitch in Cincinnati. We'll give you some good bets because we know everyone... As, this is a national team, but it's even more fun to watch if you have a little bit of money riding on it, right? Gambling's not only for me, but if there's a good bet out there, I'll take it. So a lot coming your way, and I think Ricardo Pepe has a good chance. I think this could be a high-scoring game. I think it could get a little wild. I just can't wait because every one of these are chapters. And we have to, as we talked about in this podcast, you have to grab onto these because a, a World Cup qualifier of this nature is, is on the endangered list, if not the extinction list. It's gonna. Be, it's not gonna happen in 2026. Everyone's qualified already. 2030. Who knows how many teams will be in the World Cup? You may not have to qualify either. So, grab onto this with both hands and enjoy it. And check out everything. Check out everything for L3 Online. Follow them. Follow their YouTube. Follow all their social media handles. Me, Max Bredos Sports on Twitter. Uh, Max Bredos on YouTube, where you can find the Soccer OG. And let's get a big. Let's show what we can do. And how much interest this can create. I have a, a huge um, 
I am very optimistic about the numbers we'll be able to develop and show the world that people care. So I appreciate all of you. Came to Cincinnati for you to be your eyes and your ears. Check out the Soccer OG podcast. Check out the Soccer OG on YouTube, Max Bretos. And I know it's my sign-off. It is, I'm recording this on a Wednesday, but to stay consistent, Placido Domingo, enjoy the game, everybody. <laughs>